Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett. We've got another AV trade talk, AV foodies detour series show for you tonight. It's a little bit of a mouthful, had to slow down, but it's because we've got a whole lot more going on here. We're talking cookies, we're talking breads, we're talking everything that goes on in holiday baking. Really great group here that we've amassed this evening. Thanks to Vegeta, my fabulous co-host. You guys are going to, I think you're going to meet some new people here tonight. I already have. I've met well, at least one new person. So by way of this podcast, if you don't meet one new person, well, then you're going to need to come on the show and you're going to meet two. So that's just how this thing goes. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Vegeta UG, ma'am. How are you? I'm doing great. It's December now. I've made it through nine months. <laughs> We're so close. So close. <laughs> the end is near. The end is near, but not until we have a whole lot of cookies in our belly. Right? Yes. <laughs> good, good, good. So Vegeta, do you what are are you more of a cookies? Are you more of a breads? Or what's your what's your sweet tooth hankering during the holidays? What's your thing? I'm definitely a cookie connoisseur. Cookie connoisseur. All right. I loved little things where I can try lots of different stuff. So cookies are a perfect vehicle for that. Excellent. Excellent. All right. You're gonna tell us all about your faves around here in a few minutes, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all right. So let's do, uh, let's get some intros here and then we'll jump back into food. Uh, we're just going to kind of go around the room and in a room here and, uh, and get intros and handles. So get your pens and pencils ready. You're going to want to meet all these fabulous people. Jen Steinhardt, ma'am, how are you? Good. How are you tonight? Doing well. Doing well. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am uh, about three years into AV, I work as a service coordinator by day, and I am a baking nut by night. Um, and I'm from New Jersey. You might know me as Nerdy Girl AV. Awesome, awesome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We're going to get all all your favorites here in a moment. Thank you. We go around the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amanda Wildman, how are you, ma'am? I am excellent. Thank you so very much for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm Amanda and from True Media. Um, that's how everybody knows me, True Media Home. Uh, in AV for, gosh, almost two decades now. <laughs> Way too long. But um, I'm out in the field. I own the business with my husband, but I'm also out in the field uh, as a tech. So I love love what I do and love cookies. This is the best time of year. It is. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, yes. All right, Vegeta, we uh, introduce yourself if you would. Hi, everybody. I'm Vegeta UG. I am the newest team member with New Tech Group, a manufacturer's rep firm uh, in the mid-Atlantic. So if you're not familiar, I love to hashtag everything AV foodies. And Brad actually hashtags everything AV baking. So if you're looking for recipes or pictures right now for the holidays, check those out. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Allison. Hey. So I'm Allison Maxson. I am Senior Manager of Marketing Communications for a company called Screenbeam Inc. Um, I had a blast on the last AV foodie for Thanksgiving and I was delighted to get an email from you, Katie, saying, Hey, would you like to join? I'm like, heck yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I love the, the, the baking, the cookies. I come from a tradition that every year as a kid and I would take tens of it, but I would always make a, my Christmas fudge and I would bring it to my teachers and to my friends and family. And it was just an every, it was a, it became tradition for many, many years. So. That's cool. I look forward to doing that again. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I knew you'd I knew you'd come with traditions. I didn't even prep you for that, but I just I I knew after <laughs> after uh, after the Thanksgiving <laughs> extravaganza <laughs> tradition. <laughs> exactly. Tradition. <laughs> 
you must be the steward of the tradition. This is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're coming back to you. Krista Bender, ma'am, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Not sure we can hear you so well, but uh, yes, introduce yourself, share a little bit. Give it a okay, shot. Okay, well, maybe if you can hear me, I'm Krista Bender. Um, I work for Pivot. Uh, Pivot's out in Salt Lake City. I'm on the east coast, south side of Philadelphia. I've been roaming around the AV halls since like 2003. Um, I sometimes bake. I like to cook, cooking now, making potato soup. Um, but yeah, I have some Christmas uh, lovelies that I can share with you. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, hopefully your connection gets a little bit better. You're breaking up quite a bit there, but, uh, but stick with us and uh, we'll, 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 we'll try to, we'll try to struggle through this. There's a hell of a storm hitting on the East coast. So understandable. (laughs) Michelle Larat, ma'am, it's been so long. Welcome. I know reunited and it feels so good. Hi, my name is Michelle Larat. I am the co-host of the mostly AV podcast. I started podcasting um, with Katie McGregor Bennett back in the day. And uh, she's taught me so much actually. So it's really nice to be here. Um, I got to interview Vegeta whenever she was uh, stereotypically uh, laid off from her last job. And she was actually one of my favorite guests, if not the all-time favorite, most listened to of any of our episodes, just uh, tips to your popularity and sincerity and genuineness. So yeah, good to be here. I'm a regional sales manager for Kramer Electronics. I've been in the industry officially probably about a decade. Um, And yeah, it's good to be here. I'm not as, I mean, I can cook, you know, if I have to, my husband's actually a better cook than I am and a master griller. Uh, but I've always been really good at baking and I am known, um, in the Houston area for my million dollar rum cakes. Um, oh. yes, which is oh. a, a tradition passed on. We used to, I, I came from the staffing industry, uh, which I, I ran a, a very successful, the number one office in the country with my uncle and, when we grew our business, it got so big that um, we used to buy the Neiman Marcus popcorn tins, right, for all of our clients. And then that got really expensive and we got kind of stingy because we had to manage a PL. And <laughs> that's how that works when you have to manage stuff. Uh, and so my aunt started uh, perfecting the recipe for the perfect rum cake. And so we started cranking out rum cakes. And so uh, she passed that on to me and I have taken up the torch and I brought it from the structured cabling industry and the staffing industry to the pro AV industry. And so when people shut me down and they're mean and ugly and rude, like sometimes engineers can tend to be, um, I'll just, I'll win them over. Right. And I'll just bring them a rum cake. And next thing you know, boom, chakalaka. So yeah, glad to be here. And I can't wait to talk about baking and food and all that other good stuff. So now all I want is that rum cake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Must have, must have the rum cake. <laughs> and it's an easy one too. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. share the recipe. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. We're coming back for that. Gina. I'm Gina Sansevero. I um, love cooking. I like baking. I love bread. It loves me too, that it hangs on for dear life and never wants to let me go. Um, I am in marketing with Atlas IED, and I love being on this show. I always have a great time, and the Thanksgiving special was super de-duper special. 
I actually think that's why your dog is crying. He's like, this is, I know what's going to happen. She's going to be on this call for <laughs> hours. <and> hours. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, please. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming back. We've got, uh, we've got a, another noob here and, and the only guy on the show, which I'm just going to have to stop and say, because Amanda, you know, come back over here. You, as we were doing our pre-con, you, you actually happened to ask this gentleman, how's it feel to be the only guy in the room at an AV event? And that just sort of took me for pause because that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, really, right? The table's turned. I'm proud of you, Brad, but I'm kind of curious about what your experience is going to be like afterwards. <laughs> How are you going to handle being the only guy in the room? I So far, so good. I like it. <laughs> I think it's a great position to be in personally. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you can hold court. <laughs> so there's your intro, Brad Montgomery. Sir, welcome to the show. Intro yourself. Tell us a little bit about Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Brad Montgomery. I'm with Time TYM Home Technology Design Group. We're based out of the Salt Lake City area with clients nationwide. Uh, pardon me, worldwide now. Um, I got into baking. I've been in the industry for about seven years, but baking just for the past two and a half or so. And I found that it's very therapeutic for my anxiety and managing that. And it also helps with when you need to kind of take a break from what you're working on project wise and kind of refocus, it really helps with that, which was sort of an unintended, a, a wonderful side effect I didn't expect. But thank you for having me here. It's great to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been fun kind of watching your 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 journey unfold uh, all on social media. <laughs> Last time I saw you was years ago in San Diego. And I think that was long before your your, your baking came into your life. So it was. It was so, yeah. baking. Dr and, uh, dramatic change in your yeah. life, actually. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Yeah. Did you realize how angst-ridden he was back then and how zen he is now? <laughs> I know. I mean, the transformation has just been incredible. It is. Yeah. In a number of ways. A number of ways. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys have uh, have uh, something fabulous to drink and uh, you're sitting in a nice cozy chair yes. because uh, we're about to go around the room here and talk about favorite recipes and traditions. And, uh, and you know, with that, I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about how we spent the holidays. So uh, I'll, I'll tee off quickly. We spent the weekend. I, I personally don't really bake that much. I, I, it's one of those things I, I enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the end result, but the process is too precise for this one. And, um, I do tend to, uh, get distracted kind of easily and that's how salt or, you know, other important things don't make it in the recipe. So <laughs> I leave that to John, my husband, who, uh, has a baking background and is a, just, an, <laughs> just an awesome baker. So we spread up the duties. He, he makes the yummy. I make the pretty. So he, he, he put out 37 dozen cookies this weekend and oh I, I boxed them up and out went like 30 boxes on postal, those little, you know, flat rate shipping boxes today. It was like this mountain, but it was the most fulfilling thing because we've never actually, silver linings, we've never had this much time going into the holidays where we've been able to actually spend two days in the kitchen and then two days packaging and get kind of get everybody taken care of. And last year we were on the road for three weeks all the way through from before Thanksgiving all the way up until Christmas. So it's like th this was really cool. And uh, and I just, this is kind of like the, the silver lining and it made me really, really excited to have the show tonight because it's like, you know, I, I hope that everyone's getting a little bit more time to do what they want to do. And that was kind of the, the vibe we wanted to bring to you guys tonight on the show. So, so that's my, that's my kickoff. Uh, Jen, over to you. What, uh, what you got cooking? Um, I, one of my classics is, is peppermint or chocolate peppermint cake. Uh, it is, I started doing it with boxed chocolate cake and then peppermint schnapps, just kind of sneak that in. And um, I did it for scratch finally for uh, the first time. 
and uh, a lot better than the box. Wow. Wow. Okay. That sounds delicious. (laughs) The problem is we're all going to want these yummy treats by the end of the show. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. All right. Now, where'd you find the recipe for this? Was this, did you originate it by with somebody else's and you've kind of finessed it or. Yeah, I, um, the, the original time around, um, I, I picked up the box that I, I was just inspired by, um, like thin mints, the York peppermint patty. And, um, you want to get real fancy. You just, you crush up, um, candy canes and you put it on top. Um, that's another way to kind of dress it up too. Mm. Um, but the, the from scratch, I tried one with my own, not following anyone's recipe. And, um, that's really tough because getting the ratios of your baking powder and your baking soda and everything is uh is such a science so i followed someone's recipe and then just kind of finessed it from there um make it a little bit more moist wow yum yum excellent okay all right all right we're gonna we're coming we're coming back for more from you amanda how about you what's your what's your number one your go-to bakey thing well, our family, we have a tradition. It's actually happening this Saturday at my house, but all of my sisters, all of my nieces, my 90-year-old grandma, and my mom all get together and we all bake for like an entire day. So everybody brings enough of their one particular recipe for all of us to take a batch of it home and we just cook all day long and then we plate everything up. So we're really big on traditions. But I would say probably my favorite thing is a couple of years ago, my sister started making these chocolate chip cookies and they actually have a packet of vanilla instant pudding in them. And I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but that is like a game changer on your cookies. It makes them like so soft and so ooey gooey, like they are our absolute favorite. So those are an absolute must at our house. And then too, because we do it with, the whole family, like all my little nieces and everything. So we have like little kids and everything. When we make those plates, one of my favorite things to do is um, with the little kids, we'll take the little like flat pretzels and you put a Hershey kiss, one of the Christmas Hershey kiss candy cane ones on it and you melt it. And then they push in a M&M in the top. So then the kids can all kind of do that. You line it all up on a baking sheet. So the kids love that. And then we make them with Rolos too. And, uh, pecans so that you kind of get like a little pecan like the salty the caramely chocolate the little nut everything so I, I definitely like the sweet and salty combination that yeah. that's there's just something very provocative about that that I like a lot <laughs> and they're great because you can take a whole bunch and you just kind of like you know like you said taste a couple little things at a time yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool so if you guys this has been an ongoing thing just all the generations women's getting yeah. together yeah, it's, it's super cool. It's been, yeah, forever. So we yeah. all, you know, crack out the, you know, good old aprons, aprons. and so we, it's all on our Instagram and all on our Facebook and all of that kind of stuff. Just a crazy family tradition. So how oh, fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We'll come back around to you for, for a little bit more. Vegeta, how about you? Well, I like to take like traditional type cookies and kind of um, fancy them up. So I have one that is a white chocolate cranberry oatmeal cookie that I make. Oh, that's so And delicious. so that comes with the red, with the white. Yeah. Um, also, you don't have to be a perfectionist with this cookie because 
traditionally, you know, an oatmeal raisin cookie kind of, it can look kind of lumpy. It can be kind of flat. So it's no problem. If you want to jazz it up, you can put some of those cranberries into the top or insert some of those um, white chocolate chips in there. So you've got that nice sweet flavor to it, but then that texture of the oatmeal. Can so you add macadamia I'm, nuts? Cause like yes. a white, oh, that you can add good. nuts. I can't oh. eat nuts. So that's why all my recipes have them omitted, but you can add any nuts you want to this one. So macadamia nuts would be a definite good one. And another one I make that's not really a traditional one, but um, it's hard to find the ingredients is a cappuccino chip sandy. Hmm. So the chips are actually this cappuccino flavor. And I don't know, I started making them during the holidays because it was something unique to give away. Yeah. So that's why it became a holiday tradition for me. So I make some of those and then there's this beautiful, like light flaky cookie. And then you've got these little chips in there that are just, oh my gosh, <laughs> amazing. You have to go to like a, a chocolatier to get this type of baking chip. So, but those Yum. are pretty much my two favorite things to make during the holidays that are unique. Mm. Cookie wise. Cookie wise. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, the little specialty store, like that's <laughs> those chips where you, if you don't have a chocolatier, can you find them online or? I did. I bought them online. There was a chocolate um, shop that I think sold, uh, it's I think it was like five pounds I bought of it and it was a five pound bag of them and I ordered it online. It's okay. from Oregon. Okay. So I still have the bag. So if you guys want, I can take a picture of that. So when I give you guys the recipe, you can there put you that in. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to need that. I think we're going to need that source. You know, it's funny. We were, uh, one of the recipes that John does is this mocha slice and it has, um, chopped up, uh, cocoa nibs in there <laughs> and, you know, Montana, sometimes those specialty things can be kind of hard to find, particularly right before Christmas. So in years past, we've gotten to the point where it's like, Oh, we don't quite have enough. Okay. We'll do a short batch or whatever. So a lot, two, two years ago, we went on Amazon. I'm like, no problem. I'm just going to order them up. We did, but three bags in that's great. Well, then last year our plans changed and we were gone the whole time. So we didn't bake. It was like, okay, we've got a mountain of cocoa nibs. <laughs> so, <laughs> We made a mound of those cookies, <laughs> like, but of course you can't find them in town again. So there, I'm very glad that I did that two years ago. <laughs> anyways, anyways, Allison, I know you're starving over there. There's, there's, you, there's been this whole side conversation about Krista's potato soup. And uh, I think we're all, we're all ravenous now. I'm but, dying. But come back over to the sweet side, sister. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I'm starving now. So I haven't eaten dinner yet. And I'm like, Oh, this is not good. Um, everything sounds so good. You're having your sweet things before you meet things tonight. That's just I know, the way it is. I know. <laughs> so I know I, I kind of, when I was talking about myself, I talked about fudge. I would always make the fudge recipe off of, you know, the back of, um, was it the marshmallow? <laughs> you got the fluff and the marshmallow and you always, that was the one time, the only time you do it. But another family recipe, and this one goes much farther back, um, but it's called nuts and bolts. Everybody's kind of talking about the sweets and, and that this is very much of savory, salty, savory. And it's something my mom has always done. I, in fact, was just texting her, said, oh, my God, I need this recipe. I can't find my recipe book um, to save my life. It's somewhere in a box, in a storage unit, whatever. But um, nuts and bolts is a mixture of the three kinds of Chex Mix. You got to find the right kind, three kinds of Chex Mix, um, mixed nuts, and um, the pretzel sticks. So you get that. And then you put that in a baking pan. And then you melt some butter, a lot of butter. 
a lot of butter and you spread that across the mixture of all those ingredients with a little with Worcestershire. You get Worcestershire all over that. And you toss Is that the same it. as Worcestershire, Worcestershire? Because that's usually how I've <laughs> Or Worcestershire. I think it's Worcestershire. I'm pretty sure or that's the proper Worcestershire. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, am I saying it wrong? No. I am. No, I think you actually said it right. I've just never yes. actually heard it pronounced correctly. Oh, get the Worcestershire out. And between the butter and then you got the salt from the, um, the nuts and then the Worcestershire and you toss it and toss it and you bake it for so long. I mean, quite a bit of time at low temperature in the oven. And then you just put it in a bowl and everyone goes at it. And it's, and then the best part is when you find one of the um, Chex Mix and it's saturated, it's absorbed the butter, the Worcestershire, <laughs> put that in your mouth and you're like, oh my God. And it's so good. You just keep eating it because of the salt. Um, that That's always a fun. My mom would make us bags because um, she do it in a large, large quantity. And she would make goodie bags that you can take home and always taking that home. Um, when I finally left the home and moved out on my own and being an adult, <laughs> but um, that that's probably one of my favorite favorite yeah. baking things. Yeah, yeah, nuts and bolts, love it, love nuts it. Nuts and bolts. Right. <laughs> we're, we're coming back to you for some more. We're gonna give we're gonna give Krista another try here. What do you think, well, Krista? What? Hopefully, you can hear me this time. Um, or not? I don't know. Um, so what I like to make at Christmas time is stolen. If um, nobody knows what that is, it's like a fruit bread that has nuts and fruits and spices in it. I like to put marzipan in it um, and it gets covered with uh, powdered sugar. Um, that's my favorite thing to make. Yum, yum. Excellent. And actually, we could actually hear you from most of that. <laughs> most, most of that. Stolen. Excellent. All right. We're going to, we'll, we'll come back to you for, for, for a little bit more, Krista, here in a minute. Michelle. It's all back million to dollar, Million I dollar rum say, cake, please. Can, it, yeah, can we talk about is. that some more? <laughs> well, it is. And you know, what's interesting. I think a lot of people get intimidated by baking. To your point, it is really just about following a recipe, right? And it's a little bit more sciencey. So it's just about being exact. Otherwise things can go haywire. Um, and, you know, like with Vegeta, obviously some recipes have some latitude, others don't. I don't think you have to be a scratch baker, right? You don't have to be intimidated. You know, this recipe, uh, although it was finely tuned in terms of quantities, etc., proper manufacturer, um, I tried to recreate it when I, when my mom got remarried uh, to husband number four, he was Irish and she moved to Ireland because everyone has a princess fantasy, even in their fifties. And so mom moves to Limerick, Ireland, and I go over around Christmas time to go visit her. Uh, and this was, I don't know, 12 years ago ish. And I'm obviously, you know, there's only, they only let you bring so much in your luggage or they charge you extra. So I was like, well, I'll just, get it all there. You know, I mean, what am I supposed to do? And so I don't pack anything. I just assume I'll buy it there. And I just don't know how much a Tesco is lacking versus an American grocery store. All I needed was yellow cake mix. Now, if you walk into an American grocery store, there's 
50,000 options of, I mean, there's a dozen different types of cake mix, everything from an angel food to a devil's food to a, you name it, right? I needed a yellow cake food mix, uh, vanilla instant pudding, secret sauce and everything. Yes. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, I also, you can't find all they had. They had one brand, one box of Chocolate cake. Apparently, that's all they eat in Southern Ireland. Who knew? I, I had no idea. Um, I was looking for pecans because I'm from Louisiana. So there's no such thing as pecans. They don't have pecans or pecans. They've got pickens. So that was a 20-minute conversation just trying to figure out what this obscuro nut was. You would have thought I was looking for star fruit. I mean, literally, they were like, what? What is this? And I'm like, oh. And then I went on the hunt for a bunt pan. <laughs> <laughs> So. Oh, that that must have been a fun lost in translation experience. Oh, it, was great. it was great because you know, you go into like the town square, like in downtown Limerick, which is adorable. It's everything you've ever hoped and dreamed. It's beautiful. Um, all the Christmas lights are up. Yeah, these are good, like you know, uh, Irish Catholics. And uh, I go into the equivalent of a Williams Sonoma. So I was like, oh, this is a no brainer. They're gonna have this, and you know, I I ginger explained to the woman behind the counter what I'm looking for and she's like what and I describe it and she's like oh that's so adorable you Americans have names for everything don't you you know and I know that sounded a little Fargo-ish I'm sorry my Irish accent is way off I haven't been there in a long time but yeah so they don't have bunt pans in Europe they're missing out bless their hearts um but yeah so all you need is some you know Preferably Duncan's Hines, but you can go with Betty Crocker yellow cake mix, uh, some Jello uh, vanilla pudding, instant vanilla pudding, uh, vegetable oil, water, rum, always essential, pecans or pecans, uh, but not pickens. Oh, pickens. No, not no, pickens. No such no, thing. Pickens, pickens. are unacceptable. Okay, Sorry. unacceptable. No, okay. no, no such thing. So yeah, uh, some Baker's Joy, because that's going to make that stuff come out just good. Um, you need butter. Uh, you need some more rum, um, obviously, and a little bit more water uh, for your glaze. Um, and then that's all she wrote. Uh, but, yeah, I'll definitely share with the team um, the recipe. And uh, y'all y'all will have a little bit of love in your life. And it's very easy to make. Um, you can adjust the temperatures a little bit, right? You know, depending upon altitudes. I learned the hard way about cooking in different altitudes. I'm used to being very close to sea level. I'm from Louisiana, so we're practically underwater. I live in Houston. We're also right next to underwater. Um, I'm not in Colorado, so I don't have to worry about any of that. But, yeah, it's different when you're cooking different places. But uh, adjust for that. So. Yeah, the altitude can be fun. <laughs> I know, right? F figuring that out. <laughs> That's yeah. tricky. I know, right? It's well, it's like it's like cooking in somebody else's oven, right? Somebody else's yeah. other ovens yeah. are like yeah. very, you know, like a convection oven or what. So yeah, there's there's definitely some things to figure out. Yeah. So you know there's someone still over there sharing that story about the crazy American that came in one time at the holidays <laughs> to make this crazy. Looking for this dang pan. Looking for the silly yeah. pan. Have you ever heard such a thing? It was I a know. pan. I know, right? <laughs> all, all I can think of is um my big fat Greek wedding where she's like this a butt. Yes. But she's like, but, but there's a hole. 
<laughs> that is that's the best. And they put a flower Bunt. in the middle of the bunt cake, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that though is I I would have just expected that the bunt pan came over from Europe. I don't I don't know why it just you know it just I, well, seems like we inherited actually, that right. Doesn't it look like something? And they have yeah. some right that are very embellished looking. Yes. And I just thought, yes, oh yeah, that, yes, that's definitely a, a Europe. No, no, apparently that's an American <laughs> thing. No, that's silly. I, I want to know how you would have explained it going through your suitcase next time, like <laughs> in you go. Like, never leave home without it. And you're like, yeah, it's a bunt cake van. What? We flew to um, a Chicago Astros um, pennant series, right? A playoff game three weeks after 9-11. And like, I came back with a new electric toothbrush and you would have thought I had a pipe bomb with me. Like I, I was literally carrying it on, uh, you know, I, granted I, I get it. Everybody was a little freaked out back then, but I'm like, you've never seen an electric toothbrush. I mean, really? They didn't have the damage. things to test for residue back then, but it, that could have been fun. So yeah. Um, <laughs> the exploding toothbrush. Yeah, we haven't seen that one yet, but you know, I know, right? wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. The year's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that means we have to have flights. So, <laughs> and we have to get over that star Beth. We'll talk about that because apparently we've, we're not going to survive that either. I don't know. But anyways, so Gina, I know you've got, you've got traditions and family recipes and fabulousness. Share. I can't, I can't follow that. I can't, <laughs> I can't follow that. That was the best story ever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> She's so complimentary. That's why everybody loves her. Me? Yes, I want to be more like you. Gina. That's my 2021 resolution. <laughs> yes. I'm putting it out yes. there. Set that intention. <laughs> um, so we're not huge bakers in my family because we eat so much during dinner that we don't have room for dessert. But um, I have started getting into it more. So I do a lot of ready type of baking. Um, focaccia is is a big Thing with our family. So we, we do that a lot. I learned that when, so the longer you let the bread rise for focaccia, the tastier it is. And if you rise it first on the countertop and then you mush it down and then you rise it a second time for like easily 12 hours, at least in the refrigerator, which is totally counterintuitive, um, and then take it out and get it to room temperature, it's tastier. So, and I have done that a bunch of times. This is my new strategy for focaccia. So it's like almost a two day thing. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was this recipe I found that is incredible for beer, cheddar, jalapeno bread. What are you doing? You had me at beer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What was that called? Beer thought, cheddar bread? Being disruptive and get a shot Beer cheddar media. jalapeno bread. Oh. It was Say. so, so, so good. Um, it's literally cheddar, beer, cheddar, jalapeno, and like flour. And then I don't remember what else. But um, I oh. will send you ladies and Brad the recipe <laughs> because you need this in your life. So I make two at a time and freeze one and then I can take it out of the freezer and eat it by myself. It's so good. And then you can put, you can melt more cheese on it if you want, 
or you can yes. put like butter on it, or you can, this is what I want to do next time. Slice it really thin and make it into grilled cheese. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I can yes. get behind that. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, can, sounds so good. Can we have grilled cheese day at Gina's soon? Yeah. <laughs> I, I might make it this weekend just because, you know, just because. You should make it with like Gouda, Gouda cheese. Ooh, you you know what? That's a good idea. Anything really that's really kind of melts, you don't want something like a hard cheese in it. And you definitely don't want like a goat cheese in it. Ew. But um, uh, yeah. that was my goat <laughs> imitation. So do, you have a preference for kind of, do you have a preference for the kind of beer that you've done? Because I've done beer bread before too, but I do it with uh, the, uh, the uh, Corona. Good time for the Corona. Angela will be sharing her Corona bread America. It's legit, but then when you do, you know, the butter and stuff on top, you um squeeze lime juice in with it. So then you do the Corona beer and then you do the butter on top with the lime juice in it. It's amazing. It totally changes beer bread. So I didn't know if you had a particular kind you liked. So I use darker beer just because that's what I keep in the house. I have ambers and reds and browns and in the house. So that's kind of what I use. I guess you could use that. I don't know. I guess you could use anything. Like if I make chili and I put beer in my chili, I use dark beer. Yeah. I like dark beer in my chili. Can you use vodka? <laughs> you can use vodka in anything. Vodka bread. <laughs> Oh, does rosé bread exist? So I'm not a fan of of um, flavored vodka. I'm not. I just don't really tend to like it. It tastes fake to me. But I had this flavored vodka the other day that every single person in the entire world who drinks vodka needs to try. It's kettle one cucumber botanical. Yes, it's the botanical line. Yes, oh. I'm an alcoholic. I know these things. It is amazing. You can just drink it with ice. It's amazing. Oh my God. And they've got it. There's a grapefruit. Is there? Oh, I might have to drink that. Oh, welcome. You need to just look at the botanical line. They've got it. It's fabulous. Well, first of all, I'm so glad. This is also an AA session, so we are. Oh my goodness, I'm not helping at all. <laughs> God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Yes, Booze, boozy cakes are my favorite too, because that grapefruit. I made it with a grapefruit zest, a vanilla base, and I'm like, man, if I had some grapefruit vodka, that would make it pop so nice. Oh, no, no. I, I never knew. I found a rosé called Pamploon that's a grapefruit rosé. Who knew? Who is knew? I've never loved grapefruit. Pamploon, grapefruit rosé. It is not, delicious. It's not sweet? <laughs> so it's weird. No. It's good. It's, it's <laughs> so good. It is so It is. It's mwah. weird that it's good. And, and you kind of realize, like, Okay, I shouldn't like that combination, but I kind of do. I know <laughs> you shouldn't, right? Because I don't like like sweet moscatos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, 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 no. I hate everything like that. No, it is so good, and you can cut it with box wine, almost as if you had a coke habit, which Wait, I didn't, but my mother did. And I will tell you, it's just as good. Good watered down with the box wine, so you still get like the high quality pamplun. With the box wine. And so then that's how you stretch that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. 
well worth the fourteen ninety nine a bottle. Just so that's how you spread the holiday cheer, make it go a that's little, a little longer. <laughs> yep. You always learn more than than just the intended topic when you do one of these shows. It's pretty much Allison guaranteed. Well, it when she turned it into an AA meeting, and I love. Yeah. <laughs> now we're all we're all Hi. about to. Yeah, my, my iPad. I'm now looking for Kettle One Botanical series. Yeah. What are you kidding? I, but the cucumber sounds so good. I was like, what? Oh, it is. It is. You have no good. idea. Oh yeah. You, you oh. need to try it. So, Allison, last time you had a martini. <laughs> yeah. What time? I, what do you? She's have this like, time? oh, an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Wednesday, not Friday. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to stay somewhat sober, especially since I haven't eaten anything. So tonight, tonight is my go-to Moscow mule. That's just my to-go-to fever tree ginger beer, vodka, lime juice. Very simple. That's it. So tell me this because I've never, I never had ginger beer until just recently. And I assumed ginger beer has alcohol in it because it's called ginger beer. But somebody told me it does not. It doesn't. It doesn't. And That's a misnomer. What's the point? So I mean, right. it used to be children would drink it. When and the I mean, if for example, if anybody ever watched um, Nanny McPhee movie number two, the kids are out there and like, oh, we have some leftover money. We can go into town and get some ginger beer. Ginger beer. It was a treat. It was something tangy sweet, and it's non-alcoholic. Um, but. Um, I like, there's different kinds of ginger beer. You have um, Gosling, Cock and Bowl. Uh, you have a lot of um, Owens, um, Q. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. Aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Thank you. I've done this a few times. Good well, reframe, I, Katie. Yes. I like, I like Fever is a company that's based out of the UK and their whole line is um, mixers, so tonics. Club sodas. They do a cucumber tonic. They do a Indian pale, uh, Indian tonic. They do all these different kinds. It's really, really great. So if you like the Kettle One stuff, and I love their tagline. Their tagline is awesome. So when your drink, when three-fourths of your drink is your mixer, make it right. (laughs) And so I'm like, that's brilliant. Brilliant. And um, I love fever tree. I like I like a ginger bite with my my. I don't like the goslings and the cockle. They get really super sweet, and I don't like that at all. I don't. I like it. I want ginger. I want to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to feel it. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you. I use like one quarter mixer. Krista wrote, who uses three quarter mixer? I like one quarter mixer. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I don't use three quarter mixer. That adds uh, so too many three, calories too. Three, yeah. That's, I'll have to go grab. It's like when three quarters of your drink is a mix, it's the mixture. If you're following the directions, well, that works. That works for their marketing, but it does not work for reality. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is, when three fourths of your drink is vodka, <laughs> it better be good vodka. They're trying to sell more mixers to you, right? But so, I think they're one of the best yeah. qualities out there, and um, I highly recommend checking it out at your local um, Total Wine and More liquor store, Fever Tree. There's my. <laughs> Good, good. All right, so, 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 Brad, 
Brad, you want to tell us about your your baking endeavors and your your, yes. your journey and your favorites? <laughs> uh, you know, I started. Um, I worked with my brothers. It's their company, and we lost a brother uh, a few years ago. He passed away unexpectedly, but he was a baker. And every during the holidays, he would always make these cakes and different things and, and deliver them to people. On a couple of years ago, I thought, well, how hard can it be? <laughs> I'll give it a try. And it was an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> Fire alarm only did go off once, so I consider that to be a win. Uh, but I, you know, I, I discovered in the process that it, I have anxiety, and it can be really, really hold me back. And I found that this let me focus my energy on something for, you know, kind of intensively because you have to pay attention to what you're doing, and um, it was really healthy. And I moved now more to cookies because cookies are something that are are fun to do to take to people. You can also do them, you know, with like little ones and everything. So. A year ago, I decided that I would do um, a baking night with all of my nieces and nephews. And I thought, oh, it'll be so fun. We'll make all these like perfect Instagram worthy uh, image uh, cookies and whatnot. And it was also a disaster. <laughs> my my cookie dough didn't roll out really well. It didn't, um, you know, I, we were trying to do the sugar cookie cutting uh, cutter ones where we would then have flawless icing all over it. And uh, all my nieces, I had I had every kind of cool holiday cookie cutter they could want. And all they wanted to make was Baby Yoda. And <laughs> they had seen something online. I'm so proud. You could, use, you could use like an angel cookie cutter and then cut the head off the angel. <laughs> and that would make Baby Yoda. And so that is what they did. And I had my camera set up that night because I was planning to do my Instagram shots. And so we flat lay photography, did the flat lay photography and had the lighting. And and I was so disappointed at the quality of the bake. Like if it had been on a baking show, they would have been like, you fail. But then I looked at the pictures and the nieces are so happy and I'm so happy. And I've got photos together of us doing this. And um, and so it was wonderful. And it, it's been a wonderful memory. But Fortunately, the technical skill has improved and we'll actually be delivering uh, boxes of gourmet cookies uh, for our uh, different clients and brand partners this year. Uh, last year we did cakes, this year we'll do the cookies. So I love it. That is so cool. And you know, it's, it's fun with the, with the memories with the kids too. And you know, that as they grow up, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll morph, they'll modify those and uh, you know, they'll come back and, and, uh, and show you some tricks too, which is always, which is always a ton of fun. I can imagine the photography thing. I must've been driving you crazy. <laughs> it still turned out okay. It, and it was fun. Everybody loved it. When you post online, everyone got it. And the kids are yeah. just, they're so excited about it. Baby Yoda. So yeah. Well, and everybody yeah. loves a good so Pinterest cute. fail, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've done that. <laughs> Every gingerbread house I ever made with small children always ended up as a Pinterest fail, but everybody, <laughs> they still loved it. So like, it still was meaningful and fun. You're like, yeah, that's the memory. It's, like that, it's that the process. Where they show the actual, what it's supposed to be like. And then what it turns out like that whole nailed it kind of thing. Oh, I like that show. Yes. Uh, it's so fun. Cause you have that the best of intentions, right? You're like all set. Cause you're like, have these grander ideas of how amazing it's going to be. And yeah. then you're like, Oh my God, that is. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like that. Nope. <laughs> it's like how we started off 2020. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Ah, <laughs> <Fail>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, so have any of you guys gotten those cookies though that they're so beautiful though that you don't want to eat yes. them? Like I just had yes. someone deliver yes. one of my in designers in my area and they delivered and it has like their logo on it and it was beautiful. And I was like, I don't want I feel bad eating the cookies. Like but they're, they were beautiful. <laughs> they had couches made and like little chairs made and Aww. like the logo. They were like the most beautiful. And I kind of felt bad. They were fun. fun. <laughs> That's a good fun. idea. <laughs> promo swags. Yeah. But you know, sometimes, sometimes those, the swaggy cookie ones with the beautiful icing don't taste that good. So I'm actually kind of stoked that they did. <laughs> so you leave it to the designers. They know they've got great taste all the way around. You know, it's just, there you go. There you go. I got a, uh, a little shout out, uh, not a cookie, but the the annual co- chocolate bar from Fred Not Constantinos. Thank you very, very much. Every year they do this, I, I guess it's part of their company culture. So they they do the, the chocolate bars for different reasons for their customers. But every year at Christmas, he's so great. He's so great. He sends me it. It's just, a, it says Fred Not's their logo. It's in, it's in chocolate. And the first year is like, oh, it's so pretty. I don't want to, don't want to eat it. And I was like, oh no, but I totally want to eat a corner of that. And just like, you know, like you do with the with the Easter Bunny. You're like, oh, sorry, not. You know, so it was just frayed for a while. And um, but it's it, it really really good. And so lo and behold, if it didn't come in on Friday, we're like, yeah, we got chocolate in the house again. <laughs> so Constantinos, thank you again for the chocolate bar. Love it. Well, Love so it. thinking about those Easter Bunny, right? Have yeah. you seen? I just saw this online, and they take those hollow Santas the little chocolate hollow Santa and you cut off the top of it and you fill it with Kahlua and you like make your drink in the chocolate thing and like put the little straw and put the whipped cream on top. I was like, Oh, I don't know, but that might sound delicious. (laughs) It might be a good way to eat chocolate. It's it's a little more. Get the cake, the, the pans that they make for cake pops and then just fill it with the chocolate just for there. And then you have little mini cups. So this is how we can bring the botanicals back into it. Which of the botanical vodka flavors would go in that chocolate? Mm. <laughs> mm. <No>. Bailey's. <laughs> Bailey's. Yeah. The, the, the go-to. Oh my gosh. The go-to. Well, Bailey's has come out in the holidays. Is it just me or did you just like went gangbusters with all their different mixed flavors and stuff in their boxes. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I'm just... Oh, they're on point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got all <laughs> kinds of flavor things that are thrown out there. Yeah, you're speaking of things that we don't have here. <laughs> box sets. You gotta love box sets at the liquor store. What are these magical things? <laughs> the <whole box> <laughs> right. What are these magical things called box yeah. sets? Box sets. Really all for things I like. Okay, now, now we know what to get Katie. Yeah. Yeah, this is just my ploy. This is yeah. So I'm just I'm looking for chocolate cookies and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I just invite you guys, but I'm really actually watch your stuff. <laughs> kidding, 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 kidding. All right, oh, I want to go one more lap around the room. Um, some of you guys have already brought traditions in, um, but uh, I, I want to hear your favorite your favorite holiday tradition or memory. Starting Jen, I'm totally just throwing this one at you guys, but I, I want to see what you guys all have. Jen, what you got? Oh my gosh! Um, so usually uh, holidays are spent with my mother slaving away in the kitchen and shooing us off, and uh, so which leaves me. <laughs> to be able to bake after, after everything's been cleared off. And um, I think a lot of y'all have talked about like just making a sheer mess of things. And, um, 
just the making a mess of the kitchen, making a mess of having dough and icing all over you is without a doubt. It's nothing specific in a tradition, but just that energy. And it's just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. How, it's amazing where flour gets, you know, it's like, <laughs> as John was slaving away, in the oh, kitchen, yeah. was he, had a, he had a, he was wearing a yep. black t-shirt that day. I don't know why, but it was like, you know, you just, you could tell the progression from, from the morning to the afternoon as there's more flour, there's more sugar. I mean, he was getting frosted. It was great. <laughs> yep. You even have to have the right shoes. Yeah. Every good Hallmark movie has a little bit of flour and a romance at the end, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. And shoes. Yeah. See, just like trade shows, it's important that footwear yeah. for a day of baking yeah. is important. <laughs> yep. I was I was reminded that I don't have trade show feet anymore after standing and doing, you know, boxing all day Saturday. It's like, damn, my feet hurt. I'm just not used to standing like this all day. Huh? Because I've been sitting on my butt for nine months while COVID's been making its way around the world three times. So anyways, uh, Amanda, how about you? Uh, food traditions. We get together with my uh, family and we do fondue um like so all different like finger foods um on christmas eve and we celebrate then but i would say that my favorite family tradition i started it when my kids were really really little um for us like sometimes christmas got really commercialized with our kids you know and you got grandma and grandpa getting gifts and aunts and uncles getting gifts and things like that and i now have teenagers a 19 year old and a 15 year old and they actually still beg me to keep this tradition but it's our gift tradition. So my kids, every year, everyone in our family, they only get three gifts um, because we're a faith-based family and we wanted to bring our faith back into it. And nice. so just like in the you know Bible story, gold, incense, and myrrh, my kids get a gold, incense, and myrrh gift. And each one of those means a different thing um, specifically, which was kind of cool. And my kids still love it. So um, that's our tradition that we keep up, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. That. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Vegeta, how about you? Well, for me, I like to usually make things for my coworkers or teammates. So I used to bake for the entire factory for the company I worked for. And same thing. Aww. It was like an eight hour day process and I would pull all the recipes out and I would put on the holiday movies to watch while I'm baking. And then sometimes I would just, you know, decorate the tree too at the same time, just because I want to do like 12 things at one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do one when you can do 12. <laughs> Why not? And then you get experiment too. So you can try a new recipe. So I remember one year I made truffles and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to make them infused with all these different flavors. Like, let me try peppermint. Let me try these different, you know, liquors. Let me try this and that. And then truffles are easy to cover up guys because you just roll them in like a little bit of a cocoa powder roll in the white chocolate or like white um powdered sugar kind of hide imperfections if anything goes wrong so that's usually my tradition i just like to do it because it's relaxing the smell of the cookies you know your whole house just smells amazing and you're like of course you get to sample everything that's the other good part but um, I have a question for Brad whenever he gets back to his turn. I remember now it's because of the bunt cake that Michelle brought up and he made a bunt cake that was lemon, blueberry, and it was keto. Mm -hmm. So I kind of know how he does oh. his 
burrito baking because mm. that's a new element. Well, we need to go out of order because we need yeah. some answers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allison, you keep drinking bread. <laughs> this is relevant. This is this is important. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's fine going out of order. Brad, talk to tell us about this magical. Well, it's true. I have been in a, uh, I guess, in what you're going to call it the traditional baking. I also have been doing a lot of keto baking and. A few years ago, my brothers and I were fortunate enough to be on the cover of CE Pro Magazine. And that it was a momentous moment for the company, but I was horrified personally. I was about 100, 150 pounds heavier at the time. Um, no, really? Yeah. The photographer did everything they could. What? But I looked, I was just so ashamed and embarrassed of you know, kind of where I was in my life. And oh, oh, the the tip is to stack a bunch of people in front of you. So they only yeah. see your head. That's how, that's how we I roll with that. Crowd, but anyway, I, I started, I then had some more immediate health issues um, about a year and a half ago. And I thought I got to make some changes. So I started doing a high fat, low carbohydrate diet. Um, I'm now back to like high school weight, but to help me keep that, but still enjoy the goodies. I delved into keto baking, which is, a whole different ball game. Um, there's a lot of substitutes for different things like using almond flour, coconut flour, using yeah. uh, different kinds of sweeteners and different things. But, uh, <clears throat> but it's been interesting. And Vegeta mentioned the um, it's this blueberry lemon uh, bunt cake with a, with a nice vanilla drizzle. And it's actually really delicious. I've got a red velvet version of it that I, that I'm, I'm happy with, with a cream cheese, uh, drizzle. And so I'll be making that for Christmas for myself. <laughs> Everyone else will get the regular stuff, but I'll make <laughs> things for myself. So it's weird. Now I've, I've been away from sugar for so long that when I do have it, uh, I get a hot, it's almost like a, I turn red and get sweaty. I can't sleep. It's like an allergic reaction. So I make the one, I make the regular stuff for everyone else and then keto for me. Okay, well, so that sounds. Uh, I just want to say that it's nice to know that McHotty has had weight struggles like the rest of us because <laughs> you just assume that the beautiful people just are perfect and beautiful and they don't ever get fat and get skinny again. And, and so we always love a good comeback story, Brad. That's number yeah. one, right? And that, that gives hope for the rest of us because I'm no Tim Albright and I'm no Chris Netto <laughs> and I'm no Joe Way. They're doing um, so well. They're doing amazing, except Joe's house caught on fire and burned to the ground today. So outside of that. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. His wife saved the Christmas present. So that was one thing. I know. It's just too much. Uh, My neighbor lost their house. That was the one that, like, called the fire department. Uh, That was, like, five years ago because they were right behind me. Selfishly, I just didn't want it to come my way. But I also cared because Louise is so nice. But, yes. (laughs) my house. (laughs) I know. I wanted him to burn down the other neighbor's house because they're evil and horrible people, but (laughs) that didn't happen. And that just shows my character. So sorry, y'all. I'm flawed. But, um, but back to the other things. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So thank you, Brad. No, that's really cool. And it's, it is interesting because if you do substitutions with different types of things, it doesn't, yeah. Almond milk is not regular milk. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah. And when you're baking, there's the science behind stuff that some stuff just does not work out. So, yeah, that's fascinating. And I would be very interested in learning that recipe only just because I'm 
how this yeah, goes. Well, uh, you know, and you don't have to be doing a ketogenic diet no. to enjoy them. Uh, as long as it of, tastes good. I'll be honest, not all of them do. Not all of the keto recipes are keepers. Uh, oh. They're not all home runs, but a few of them are like, oh, that's really nice. And I can have that. And then I won't, you know binge on the other stuff and have shame and be hot. Yeah. <laughs> shame. Be hot. <laughs> Sweat. Shame, shame, shame. Shame. Ding dong. Shame. Sugar shame was a thing. And to make yourself feel better, you eat more. <laughs> um, it's like the Game of Thrones lady comes out. Shame. Yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, I, I will share some of the recipes because I, we've uh, my sister-in-law and I both are kind of trying them out, but we found some that are, you know, passable. You could even set them out on the table and anyone could enjoy them and would enjoy them. Like they don't yeah. take odd. Love that. Yeah. Good. All right. You so share those Brad, what kind of sugars do you use? Cause I've heard a lot of like different sugars you can choose, but have you had a favorite with the keto? options? Yes, that's a that is a very excellent question. Um, there are a number of different sugar substitutes that people use. Um, I have personally, and this is crude, but I try to avoid the ones that result in flatulence for me personally. Yes. Because that prohibitive <laughs> side effect, particularly in a social situation. So I use a lot of the monk fruit uh, extract, which I think is erythritol. I think that's right. Um, and I use it, most of the recipes either call for it in a uh, powdered or granulated form. Um, some people use, uh, what is it? Uh, Splenda. I avoid Splenda. That one's a, that's problematic for me. So is it? Yeah. But it, you know what? It affects different people differently. So you have to kind of find out. Okay. And sometimes there's an aftertaste that you may perceive or someone else may not. So you just have to kind of test and find, okay, this works for me, or I like this. And it's funny with the aftertaste. There's generations yeah. of rabid tab drinkers um, oh. that they love that saccharin aftertaste. Yeah. Like yeah. that was, they love the burn of saccharin going down the esophagus. It's not the same uh, if you don't it, have the burn. Right. Tab. <laughs> oh man. That, that, oh man. <laughs> like literally, so like they were bootlegging it because, you know, how it is, it's all the different bottlers. So not everybody. So like people in Nashville were like, I've had, there's a stash. Georgia's still making it. Y'all, you know, and there was like a whole <laughs> underground railroad. Yeah, I oh my God. about it. It was silos. <laughs> and now they're just cut off. And like, literally, it's like a support group because it's like, well, are, what are you doing? Are you rationing? No, I'm just going cold turkey. I'm just, I'm still doing my three tabs a day. And that's it. And they're like, oh no, girl, how you going to survive? Yeah, it's just. And most of them are Southern women. It's really. God. And that's so true. I remember my mom, because I'm from Chattanooga. <laughs> I know. We, had, we did tab a little, and then we moved to Diet Coke. It was tab. Tab and was the gateway. All right. Well, let's try to bring this back around to traditions and uh, Allison. So just like favorite family tradition or, you know, something you do on the holidays is just as like, it's your jam, it's your favorite. What is it? You know, I don't know if anybody else does this, but my, and this is my dad's side of the family, my grandparents, my dad still does it. We did stockings. So before Christmas present time opening, And after like a breakfast or something, we would go and we had stockings and they had fun. And it was, it was, you know, it would always have a tangerine. There'd be an orange tangerine. It'd have nuts. It'd have 
chocolate, individual like Hershey Kisses and chocolates. And then it'd have little, you know, things you would find at the dollar store, little cheap things, but like a yo-yo and different toys and a kazoo or all these other little things. But we, we always, and everybody had their own stocking and it was always stuffed. And that's how we started. And it was hung over the fireplace. And usually in Chattanooga, it was cold enough and we'd have a fire and we'd get our stocking and we'd start everything off with going through our stocking and then we'd move to the Christmas tree in the next, in the other room and we'd open up presents in there. Um, But I think that's a big tradition. And then it just reminded me um, peppermint ice cream. I don't know if anybody is a big peppermint ice cream. I had to get my Mayfield as a Southern girl. You got Mayfield um, dairy. It was a brand Um, Mayfield peppermint ice cream. And You'd sit in front of the fireplace and you'd kind of let start melting. So it's a little liquid, it's kind of soft, almost like a yogurt. But you'd sit there and we'd eat the peppermint ice cream. It's the one time of the year you'd get that ice cream and that's it. That's so cool. My sister makes peppermint ice cream for my for her husband, my brother-in-law's birthday, which is on the 22nd. And it it she goes and gets these very specific um peppermint sticks because you know they can't they can't be the overly sugary, those sweet, sticky ones that just really are horrible. Yeah. It had like that that almost kind of really dry powdery, not powdery, but sort of, you know, that, that drier texture peppermint stick and they're the fat ones. Oh. And, uh, oh man, it's so, so good. Yeah. And it's like her thing. Yeah. It, he has to have his peppermint ice cream. You got to so have cute. peppermant ice cream in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I need to go find it now. Yeah. <laughs> with the peppermint cake. So you may crush the Oreos, Oreos and butter on the bottom and then, uh, put the peppermint ice cream on top and then drizzle chocolate fudge on it. Oh, shut up. Yes. Um, yes. Peppermint okay. ice cream cake. Oh yeah, and it's Oreo crust. Oreo cookie crust. I don't know why I've gained fifteen pounds. <laughs> Jen, were you gonna it's say not something? Keto. Not keto. No, I'm just. So that sorry. sounds so good. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> All right, Krista, you you've switched over to Wired. You're you're going old school here. Let's see how you yeah, sound. Let's see. How about Can you, you hear me now? Oh, you Maybe? sound beautiful, Krista Bender. Oh, better. I know. I'm like Barry White, but the female form. <laughs> Just um, like that. You have this, the, the voice club. of an angel. I do. Hey. That's been drunk for three days. <laughs> um, my Christmas traditions are I usually listen to classical music and or christmas music that day like that's the one day i allow christmas music in the house otherwise i don't want to hear it um and the classical music is like a throwback to like that's what my mom would listen to in the morning when she was prepping for the day and then if we're making if i'm making a turkey for dinner which I didn't do for, well, I made a turkey for Thanksgiving, but I couldn't do it because of my shoulder being separated. I usually make it dance. Like that's the thing when you're washing it in a sink, you got to make it dance, right? <laughs> you know, that's the tradition. So you got music so, going if on. If you listen to James Brown while you're doing that, it's really, really funny. Um, <laughs> that's really about it. Um, we, we, we don't exchange gifts, my husband and I. We haven't exchanged gifts in yeah, you could do that. Um, so we don't exchange gifts. So really, like Christmas is about just being with who you want to be with. Like um, we stopped exchanging gifts like 15 years ago. And I love that. Like I love Christmas for just being 
um, uh, like being around people you want to be around. So like we've had sometimes friends come over because their family things fall through or whatever, because I'm always cooking anyway. So then sometimes friends will come over. Nobody's coming over this year because of the COVID. But um, yeah, that's like my thing. It's just very like low key and uh, always hoping that's going to be a white Christmas, but it usually never is. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Now, did you get, you got snow today, didn't you? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's still snowing. We, we, um, I don't know how much snow we have right now. Like it was like two to three inches before I got on the call. Um, nice. but supposedly for where I'm at, we're supposed to get maybe like five tonight and then like another, maybe five tomorrow. Like there, it could be anywhere from like nine to 12 inches where I'm at. It's going to be a mess. It's so funny. It's, uh, we're, it's so mild here. We've barely gotten, I mean, we got hammered in late October. We got a little bit in early November and we really haven't gotten much, but a couple little blankets. Brad, I don't know about you guys out in Utah. Are you getting it yet or are you still dry? We've had a few little flurries, but it's not not the get out and dig out the car stuff, which yeah. is, you know, that's the part I don't enjoy as much. But, you know, if there's a little light dusting out on the mountains, I mean, it makes everything pretty yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they're dry, just like 50% of their counties. <laughs> you know, I, as I said that, I was like, you know, this is someone's going to pick up on this or not. I should have known, Michelle. <laughs> well stocked up in case there's some lockdown or something. I'm 40. <laughs> if we've learned anything from 2020. Yes, yes. Stock up on essentials, vodka, gin. Uh, yeah. nice bread. Exactly. And day. everything you need for keto baking. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, all right. So, Michelle, what's your favorite tradition? Um, you know, I guess for me, uh, they're, they're not traditions I have now, but the, the things that remind me of Christmas growing up would be going. Uh, so I'm from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, my family spent a lot of time in southern Louisiana and the panhandle of Florida. Um, also known as the Redneck Riviera, for those that are crass and unappreciative of the beauty of white sand beaches. Um, Thank you for and yeah, so, and my papa actually retired in Destin, Florida. And so we would spend Christmas at his condo. It, uh, growing up, it was the Marlboro Motel and Marina. It was across from the Dairy Queen on Highway 98 East. Um, and that's where we would put the vacation, which was his boat and is also my Twitter handle. Um, and it became the Destin Yacht Club. <laughs> Moving on up, just like the Jeffersons. So uh, he was on the 13th floor, which I guess wasn't unlucky there. And um, he would always have on... Uh, Willie Nelson, the Stardust album, and we would make a West Indies salad. I don't know if any of y'all, uh, West Indies salad is a, a very much a Gulf Coast dish. It's like a crab meat ceviche uh, that was born out of a restaurateur, I think, in Alabama, but we all claim it. <laughs> if if you're from the yeah, that part of the Gulf Coast, everybody claims it. Um, and it's really, really, really good. And um, and oyster bisque and like those three things very much make me think of Christmas. I have made both of those, and I have also listened to Willie Nelson Stardust at Christmas 
um, all separately. But yeah, those are the things that kind of make me think of family. But most of my family is gone. You know, I, I have younger brothers, but they're half brothers, right? And they're all grown. I do have one here now. Um, that's how I have my wonderful nephews. Unfortunately, my sister-in-law wants to now move back to Ohio because she is desperate to get back to the Rust Belt to be near her family because that's where economic opportunity booms, Ohio. So they're going to be moving in May. I'm not bitter. I'm totally bitter. But thankfully, she's in veterinary medicine and he's in IT and already works remotely. So it's fine. Um, so they'll be packing up the four and a half year old and the twins will be one and a half. Oh, the twins that were born on my birthday, December 28th. So my twin nephews share my birthday. Uh, they were preemies. So we didn't really get to celebrate last year, right? Uh, although my brother got the tax deduction. So he was thrilled because I totally pointed that out. I was like, hey, this is very stressful, but you got a tax deduction for two more kids. Winning. Oh my God. Right? Come on, son. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's one of those deals where, you know, a lot of the family is gone now, but um, you celebrate who you still have. We're all over the the country. None of us are, are close by, but uh, we still keep in touch. And they're all attempting to learn Zoom very painfully. Um, I, I'm like, really, kids? Uh, but, you know, I'm trying to help as best I can. And uh, here we are. My Having a birthday around the holidays just always makes this not your favorite time of year. I have to be honest. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Christmas, Christmas. But uh, it's not the same if you can't get together in a group. But we always, you know, we all do the best we can. So here we are. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Gina, how about you? Traditions. Um, our traditions are uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is our big tradition. So, yeah, it's uh, it's grown as the family has grown. And I think if we had gotten together this year, it would have been about 38 people, um, you know, and it's it's the whole seafood thing. And um, everybody brings something to my aunt's house, but she, you know, canceled it this year and we're all breaking up into smaller groups. So I am the crazy person who decided that I was going to host Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for my family this year. So um, I will definitely miss that Christmas Eve tradition, though. That is, it's so special. And you get to see the kids really enjoy it. You know, you get to kind of remember what it was like for you when you heard the sleigh bells and Santa walked through the door and he would leave his bag and, you know, somebody would always have to be Santa. And then, you know, we would, somebody would like bang the floor and it would be the reindeers and, you know, we, we would have that. And then my family, um, does a procession. So, you know, the smallest child always carries baby Jesus. And then every child gets, you know, every piece of the nativity down to the donkeys and, and we're walking through the house and singing song in Italian. And we walk around the house three times and then, you know, sing happy birthday to Jesus and put him down in the nativity. And there's just a, a lot of, I mean, we've been doing it. I can I, since I was probably before I was born, um, my grandparents started that. So it's just, it's sad. It's so sad that it's not going to happen this year. And, there's not a whole lot that you can do about it. You know, you just hope that it, you get to enjoy it again next year. We have three babies in my family who 
um, I still haven't met yet who were born over COVID, who I was hoping we would get to see for Christmas Eve and we won't. Uh, uh, (laughs) How old are they right now? How old are the babies? Um, Three months, three and a half months. And they're like right after each other. Like one was... One was August, one was September, one was October, something like that. Oh! Yeah. Now, wow. the good news is next year they'll be more fun because they're so blobby when they first come out. Let's be honest. I mean, I, I never had kids, but I'm so I can be honest like that. So, yeah, once they get their little personalities, like getting closer to one year, they're just, yeah. Then you're like, oh, look, yeah. you know, when they yeah. can like kind of sit up on their own and stuff. And By can, next year, they'll stuff. be walking. Right. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, the, that sounds, that sounds awesome. And I can imagine just the, the sound of song and, and voice and family in that house on that evening must just be oh amazing. My God. Gina. I know. <laughs> so loud and it's so chaotic. And every <laughs> single person who has married into my family has PTSD from Christmas Eve first year. I bet. <laughs> my husband family calls us, they call us the outlaws. We're not the in-laws, yeah. we're the outlaws. And we actually, they force us to take a picture together. That way we are <laughs> memorializes the people that might not be in a picture in future years. We don't, <laughs> they're the outlaws. They're just married in, you know, they could be ditched any year now. We know, we don't know. We don't know what the future holds, right? None of us have a crystal ball. <laughs> outlaws. I love it. That's how Kentucky it. people roll. Perfect. I know. It's beautiful. I feel the McCoys. <laughs> McCoys. Oh my God. No kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, Brad, oh, last, last, wait, only man standing, last man in the corner, last, last number here on the box. It, traditions, what you got? The one growing up was uh, with the family. It's like Gina t- mentioned. Um, we would all get together. It was always actually at our home, but uh, the kids would act out the nativity. Grandpa would read Luke 2 from the Bible. And, and I remember once one of the angels, I don't know if it was Gabriel or not, Got angry, pulled off his halo, and and punched his sister who was playing Mary. That's a particular favorite memory of of of, of um, nativity discord. But uh, anymore, as an adult, I try and do deliveries of, of little gifts and things to people. And this year, I'll be doing baking. But I've decided, you know, since it's COVID and people people are struggling, and um, I think there's just we need a little more hope. And so I selected a few names from Facebook of people that I, you know, people you follow or that follow you, but you're thinking, I don't think we've actually ever met. So I'm taking some to people I don't know to see if I want to try that and uh, uh, expand the circle that way of uh, taking a little something. But uh, anyway, it's been wonderful hearing everyone else's traditions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I love that, Brad, that you're, that you're reaching out to to people that you don't know. I think that that's so cool. And and it's uh, I may have to. I may have to try that too. That's a. That's a. That's a good one. That's a good one. Our uh, so ours. <laughs> we'll 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 close on stories with this one. Ours was our as family. We always used to do the Christmas decoration on Christmas Eve, and that was my mom's thing. And my mom is maniacal about attention to detail, and traditions and things have to happen in a certain order, and they have to have a certain 
feel and a certain grandeur and and that was just like that was just her thing and so basically the point is you just don't mess with christmas like that is mom's jam and and you just you just do and and you know even as kids we understood this whole thing so i think i was maybe like 13 or something like that and my dad for whatever reason he just pushed the envelope and and he didn't he didn't make the tree happen so it gets to be christmas eve and and literally it's like three o'clock on Christmas Eve and there is no tree yet in the, in the house. And I, I could feel the stress. And I still, to this day, I remember the stress of it. And I don't know if there was an altercation or what you're like, what happened, but she finally got his butt out of the house to go find a tree. Now we lived in Alpine, California, which is in East County. And it's really out, it's out in the country. It's in the middle of nowhere. And you don't just well, what kind of part go, of California is that for those of us Southern California, are, Southern, oh, Southern California. Okay. So it's East of San Diego by about okay. 45 minutes, okay. you know, whatever the miles are at this yeah. point. And so, you know, you go do the little, you know, go to the tree farm and cut your own. And, and take it home. And that's really cute. But those kind of places close, you know, kind of like, you know, four o'clock on Christmas Eve. And so we were striking out, striking out, striking out. And literally there was nowhere to go. And my dad at this point is sweating bullets. And he's like, yeah, it's five o'clock and I don't have a tree in the family. You know, like the sisters start showing up and the chili is ready. And, the, uh, and there's like, there's supposed to be this thing. So he's a, he's, he's, he's a pretty crafty guy. So he goes, goes home. We had, you know, some trees on the property and he finds this just this piddly I don't know where he found this tree it was a pine tree of some sort but if it had five limbs on it maybe and you know certainly that's not enough but so he went around and he gathered up other limbs from other trees and he went into the garage and he took his drill out and he drilled holes into the trunk and stuck all these other limbs in and glued oh them in and lo and behold if, if, if he didn't make a Christmas tree happen it was a little late and it was horrible looking but it it actually he, he was able to pull it off and it was just I remember just kind of watching my mom was sort of just biting her tongue trying not to lose her cool but she was like this is just not what I had to plan this is not that's like the ultimate Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, that's a well-known story. Is that Katie's dad was actually friends with Charles Schultz, and that was the inspiration for Christmas, which makes it an even better story. So it's a that's funny. It's like peeling back the onion. Yeah, peeling back the onion. See, again, you learn things on these shows. Yeah, and now you know how to make your own Christmas tree. If you no, but that's hilarious. Do you have any pictures? of that Christmas tree. I don't know that any, I've never seen one. And I suspect that my mom was probably like, there are no cameras. No, no, you know, like, know. This, <laughs> this will not be documented because it's horrible. And yeah, this has not happened in my house. It's just, it's so funny. And now, you know, it's like, you know, the family, mom and dad, separated and you know the families all moved on and so all of the ornaments got kind of broken up and all the kids got a batch of the family ornaments so every year when I'm hanging the ornaments on the tree and kind of having that internal conversation with family and remembering it's like oh yeah I remember that tree hey, oh, I want y'all to do you hung on that horrible tree <laughs> I want y'all to do like a recreation you know like that would be hilarious Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Just see if we have time. That actually would be pretty damn funny. And she, I think at this point, she would probably find that hysterical. So <laughs> anyways, that is, that is so, that is so much sweeter too than the, the, I would say the tree story in our family is, um, so I was home for college and my dad was commuting to and from Florida for work. So it's just my mom and I for, uh, a good portion leading into Christmas. And she decided that we need to decorate this tree now. Like we can't wait a few days till dad gets back. Cause you know, you gotta shift it around and mom needs to decide where it is. And we got to touch the top where she's very short. I'm medium height and my dad has the height. Well, at some point the tree tips and uh, it falls over. 
everyone was fine, but you just see these two little legs <laughs> underneath the tree. And uh, yeah, I, Charlie Brown definitely wins, but I'll never forgive or remember that. Uh, that was so great. <laughs> Has anybody had a cat take down a Christmas tree? A pet? Every year. Every year. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. Had we had ours fall trees. two years ago, or three years ago. You know, we've we've learned that actually that there when you buy Christmas tree stands, you buy them by the height of the tree, which we didn't know because it was irrelevant. We lived in California. You get a short tree, and you're going to spend two hundred bucks on it. Right. Now you spend five bucks and you can go out and get a fifteen foot tree, which is great. But you don't use the same base for that tree. So <laughs> learning, learning, yeah. always learning. <laughs> like a little eight inch base, not good for the eight foot tree. No. Yeah, yeah no, no. It's good yeah. to up to eight feet, but then you need you need bigger ones. And so yeah, we had ours actually fell twice in one year. And uh a I couple love of ornaments broke. Professionals. <laughs> Like, don't know these, formu- like, know that there's a formula for that, right? There's a formula for throw distance. There's a formula for like, <laughs> and they're like, is there a formula for the height to the size of the base? Who knows? But that's so funny because that's oh, me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Well, since we're all, since we're all AV geeks yeah. here. Yeah. So should, you know, like when you've got 17 strands and two power strips on your tree, <laughs> should we be testing the loads or anything? I don't know. It seems like maybe we should, well, but I don't know. <laughs> power conditioning. I just need to know if we need power conditioning because I, I know some manufacturers will say yes because I've been on podcasts with them. But for the your lights regular- will be brighter. Yeah, your lights <laughs> right. will be wider. Your lights will be brighter. Sure. Right? Do you like <laughs> your tree will be lights? much more poppy. Do you like white lights or multicolored lights? Mm. Ah, good question. Uh, that's a good question. Uh-huh. I put up white and then my husband added multicolored after me. So I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm my jam. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we're not even doing a theme. I mean, we just threw up everything in any box that we pulled out. He was so happy because like three weeks before, he he delicately, because I'm the one that could potentially be an episode of Hoarders, right? You know, uh, except you can't monetize that, right? It's not like being on the real world, right? So let's calm down with my reality show fame. Um, so he's like, hey, um, you know, we might want to like clean out the garage and just, you know, if it's not something you really need. And I'm like, okay, fine. Nah. You know, so I immediately lashed out because that's what happens. Um, but then one day, it was a day I should have been working. Thank God. Hi, Kramer. Don't listen to podcasts. Um, I was I I was like inspired. And there's like a five minute window where when you're inspired to clean the garage, you you have to really like start doing it right then or that'll pass. And then it won't strike you again for several years. So I was like, oh, Christmas present coming early. And sure enough, I got in there and I cleaned the out oh my god i was so proud of myself i threw away stuff i I was like why did i keep this it was awesome and he came home and like i i was like i don't know 75 percent of i you could pull a car in the garage and i know that y'all are probably like oh wow dirty bird Hmm, who knew what she had in her garage but it just happens right i mean you've got all this gear and equipment and I threw away clear one catalogs. I was like, why do I need the 2017 clear one box of catalogs? Why? I thought I threw all that away when I was bitter that I left my rep job. Dang it. Oh, I didn't see that box. So yeah, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Um, but yeah, so good times. That's all. I'm done. Good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I want to know. Uh, the 
Merry I want to know how many AV people do the crazy lights. Didn't you, Brad, was that you on yours where you went past the house in the neighborhood? I, and like, that was insanely animated, yes. crazy yes. music. I, I did. You're correct. I, it wasn't in my neighborhood, but it's not, it's only a couple of miles from my house, but someone else had take, took me there, but that was uh, not one home, three homes that do this together in a cul-de-sac. Right. The rest of the homes in the area contribute to paying for it. But I have never seen anything on this level where, uh, oh, actually I'm thinking about a different, one. I will put, I'll tweet it tomorrow. I'm got to cut the video, but I'll tweet it tomorrow. But they had every tree, everything was, Every single light um, was controllable. They could address every single one and change color. And so they were doing things on a new level that I have never seen. And I, it, uh, someone's a software developer apparently that lives on the street and they developed the software and blah, blah, blah. So I'll post that one. But yeah, it was, that's one where you post that and like, okay, AV tweets, how would you make this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Top this tweets. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I decided that we are all so sick and tired of doing any of that stuff. None of us, like, we're like, nope, not doing any of it. Yeah, yeah what low tech for us when we get home. Yeah, yeah, it's like the cobbler's shoes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you guys, this has been so much fun, so much fun. Thank you for taking time to to, to share your, your recipes, your, your memories, your traditions, and, uh, and your mishaps, too. Because <laughs> what are the holidays yeah. without the mishaps, right? <laughs> Vegeta, closing thoughts, ma'am. I don't want this night to end. That's my closing thought. I had way too much fun with you guys and your traditions and all your recipes. So that's that's going to be my final thought right there. Good. Good. Excellent. All right. Well, let's make one more lap around the room here. And if you would just uh, remind everybody of who you are and your handle and how they find you out on, out on, out on the spheres. And, uh, and then we'll wish you all a, a happy holiday. Jen, starting with you. Have a happy holidays, everyone. Uh, I'm Jen. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at nerdy girl AV and uh, whatever you guys make, make a mess of it. It'll be great. And that's what matters. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Amanda, how about you? Uh, I'm Amanda Wildman. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook by following at True Media Home. And yeah, happy holidays to everybody. And just enjoy the traditions and the mishaps are sometimes some of the best memories that you'll have. So cherish them. Don't stress out about them. Wise words. Wise words. Vegeta. Well, if you guys are looking for me on Twitter, it's views underscore by underscore V. And I'm also on Instagram. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn if you want by Vegeta UG. And I definitely love it when mishaps happen. That's usually the time you have most fun, the most laughs. And I just want to wish everybody out there a happy holidays. Thank you. <laughs> Allison, how about you? Ah, uh, so you can find me on Twitter, pretty much all of the social media, but Twitter for sure at Ali Maxme. Um, in fact, for all the AV tweets out there, I put out a, a, a tweet today inquiring as I'm always the optimistic um, persona. I just have an optimistic outlook in preparation for 2021. We'd love to know what people think about their favor, what they're looking forward to the most coming back to trade shows as their favorite swag that they're hoping to get. I'm just trying to get an idea. It's like, you know what? We've been gone for yeah. a year. What do you really want on your desk? So I put a tweet out there, a little Twitter poll. Um, would love to know what people are thinking. 
for 2021 and obviously fingers crossed for June for ISC and for Infocom. And until um, hopefully, you know, the new year, wishing everybody the best, safe and excitement. And um, it's going to be good because it can't be any worse, right? <laughs> don't say that. Just don't say such things. <laughs> Sorry, Bethlehem. Haven't you heard yes. of this? We're all going to die. <laughs> do you think that? Right. Thanks, Allison. What do Allison. I got to follow that? Yeah. Good luck, Krista. <laughs> Allison, is there up, an Krista. option for hand sanitizer? Are people choosing that option? I or did. Like, I, you know, what's winning right now, what's leading the pack is uh, kettle one cucumber. Is <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, and you know what? The wellness kits are like, <laughs> Done I was that. like, where's the, uh, let's throw caution to the wind. <laughs> Everybody wants to be dangerous again. I want a bag of germs. How about that? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm going to hug you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to happen anyway. Because I haven't hugged anyone me. since February. And then these, I got a hug soon, man. This is, this is bad. Beer bong. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm recommending to my marketing person, Jamie, beer bongs. I'm like, we're doing beer bongs for Infocom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So, Michelle, then let's chase that with how do we find you on the screen? Oh, hey. <laughs> um, at Vacation on Twitter. Y'all don't need to find me anywhere else. I don't participate in Facebook very much anymore. I mean, I'm on Instagram, same thing, at Vacation. I'm on LinkedIn, Michelle Lorette. Hi, I'm Michelle Lorette. Uh, I do. Um, so my hope is that everybody who doesn't have a job right now, who has lost their job, finds a job in the new year. If there's anything I can do to help you find a job, please let me and everybody else in this group know, because even though I don't know all of these people intimately, I know all of these people well, either directly or indirectly, and they all care about everybody in this industry. So I know they will all do whatever they can to help, whether you were in the pro AV, the CDO world, the rental and staging world, or an adjacent industry that touches us. Um, we do care. Um, so yeah, reach out and ask for help if you need it, whether it's mental, whether it's economic, whether it's um, anything quite frankly. So I hope that all those people get back to work and, and we'll do whatever we can to help them get back to work and um, just hang in there through the new year. There's an uh, economic stimulus bill that will give you a, a small bit of, of respite when it's uh, when it's finally passed um, in the new year. Not in time, but that's okay. Better late than never. So happy new year. Awesome. Gina. Um, I, well, I echo everything Michelle said. She's absolutely right. Um, you know, we think about our industry and how we can help to rebuild it and strengthen it. So many of our colleagues and friends are still out of work. And um, so, yes, Michelle, well said. Thank you. Um, everybody can find me, Twitter, Gina Sands, uh, Instagram, but that's mostly dog and food content. And um, LinkedIn, of course, I use LinkedIn a ton. Um, and that's it. And Merry Christmas, everyone. And Happy New Year. And peace out, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Amen. Brad, bring us home. <laughs> Brad, how about you? Oh. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brad SLC or on Instagram at Insta Brad Montgomery. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Absolutely. Love you all.
I mean, and this is my nieces call this air hugs. So these are air COVID air hugs for everybody. Hug. Hug. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Doctor Evil did the hug. That's that's what we yeah, do yeah. in our and, you know, wait, in in my family since we don't touch each other anymore. We just go hug. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like your family. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you know if you've had a Katie hug, you know that hug does not that doesn't even get you in the ballpark. But uh, they'll return. They'll return. But yes, Michelle, I want to mirror your sentiment as well. And uh, and and offer and offer my my thoughts as well to the to the tweets as we head off into the holidays. Many of you have already started, and uh, uh, you know many of us will will carry on and continue on through the new year. Twenty twenty was definitely a challenge unlike any other, but. You know, guys, gals, we showed amazing resilience and we rose to the challenge. And I think that that is that is one of the things that we can take away. Many people lost their jobs. Many people continue to struggle. They're in our thoughts. They're in our hearts. And you know, part of this program tonight is is for for yeah, for all of us, but really for those who may be still struggling, maybe having challenges. We want to to extend some of our warmth and some of our um, happy thoughts to to hopefully help make make your holidays a little bit brighter. So, um, with that in mind, enjoy your holidays. Please be safe be be fun be be careful but enjoy the holidays for everything that they that they bring to you and your family and as 2021 enters let's just turn this page and see what 2021 brings it's always a challenge but it, you know it, together we should, we will overcome so um i am katie mcgregor bennett your host i appreciate you guys immensely vegeta uh thank you so much for gathering this group and bringing bringing everyone to the table again to talk food talk holidays traditions and mishaps <laughs> Appreciate you so much. All right. Well, um, everyone, if you'd like to catch another episode of AV Trade Talk, you can find us on the Twitters, on the Facebooks. We're not on LinkedIn, but that doesn't matter because it's a podcast. And what are you going to do with it there? But if you have a topic that you'd like to discuss with us on a future episode, find us on on the socials, DM us, shout us out. Let's have that conversation. Bring your memories, your traditions, your recipes, or your AV Trade stories to the table. We'd love to hear from you. Until the next episode, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you again. Take good care. Bye-bye.